Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Let's Kill Twitter, the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. Let's Kill Twitter is recorded live and on Zoom and this week's guests were comedians Don Biswas and Stella Graham. The tweets chosen included ones about whether or not President Putin's invasion of the Ukraine was a reflection of the West's obsession with wokeism. We also had a two-for-one tweet from Don, which was about the vaccine passports for NHS workers, but also about the length of time it's taken for people to see their GP. And in other tweets, such diverse subjects as bears and mattresses were also covered. We hope you enjoy the show. Please follow us on Twitter at LKTZoom. Hello, good evening and welcome. It's eight o'clock. It's Sunday night and you're watching Let's Kill Twitter with me, Julian Hall. This is the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. That is, of course, no easy task, but thankfully I do not ever have to do it alone. Tonight we've got two fantastic guests in the Zoom room with us, the comedians Don Biswas and Stella Graham. And of course, as ever, joining me in the nick of time is my co-host, Sajila Kershi. Hello. How hello, are you? Hello, hello. How are you today? This uh, yeah, I'm good. We're back in the Zoom room. We we saw each other live only yes, nights ago. Yes, in the real we? world at the cottage. Any cottages tuning in? Hello there. What a great show it was on Friday night. That's and, the cottage and, in Red Hill. Just to yes, sort of, verify like, uh, that. Ah, uh, yeah. And also Julie was uh, doing a little set, weren't you, Julie? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It I, went well. I actually got over my fear of people to try and entertain them, but I have to say, I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, consequently had absolutely no sleep on Friday night, thanks to the adrenaline, but there you go. <laughs> and I've had six great. shots of coffee today, so it's like, ah, craziness. It was craziness. a lovely show, though. It was, um, you know, everyone smashed it, and you did well. So yeah. it was great. Thanks for everyone for coming. Um, but, yeah, what, what show have we got tonight, though, Well, Jill? before, uh, before, before uh, everything, I need to do the admin. I'm literally just doing that now with Facebook, because we are now hopefully streaming live across YouTube, Facebook and Twitch. Please do uh, give us a subscribe on YouTube because that's where all our shows and clips will be. And also the crucial thing is to follow us on Twitter at LKTZoom because that's obviously where we'll take comments and questions through the show uh, and we'll just do the engagement straight through there and nowhere else. And then the rest of the time we're posting clips and news of the next show and also just generally posting as interesting a collection of tweets as possible. So that is the admin. Uh, and now we got we would uh, want to just uh, introduce our guests with some lovely words uh, from myself and Sajila. So I'm going to introduce Don Sajila and if you can introduce uh, Stella. Um, and here's some words I prepared earlier via Don's website. Yes. So Don is a seemingly straightforward and old-fashioned gag merchant. However, he talks about a wide variety of unique subjects from having dyspraxia, ADHD, and mild Asperger's syndrome. And also uh, thrown into the mix is politics interwoven with conspiracy, conspiracy theories for that extra punch. His comedy has led him to be part of the group Abnormally Funny People, which is a specialist comedy show for comedians who talk about their disabilities. Don's also done a school tour support slot for comedian John Williams' show, My Son's Not Rain Man. Don's uh, debut Edinburgh show in 2017 was called Left Wing Conspiracy Theorist with Dyspraxia. It really does what it says on the tin. <laughs> and he's also done stand-up on Radio 4 for the 13 Million Club. And uh, this year has a 30-minute stand-up special coming out on the station as well. So a very exciting year for Don. Thanks for having um, us. I appreciate that. No worries. Hello, so, uh, so Julia, if you could just introduce yeah, Stella and I'll um, get them into welcome, the Welcome, Don. And uh, next, uh, our guest uh, is, is, is no stranger to me. We've been, been seeing each other at the Edinburgh Fringe uh, and all the fringes. Uh, she's a naturally funny stand-up comedian, writer and actor, shameless, charmingly aggressive and unladylike. She's the funniest half Sri Lankan girl from Coventry, and I can vouch for that. And Stella's <laughs> entertained audiences all around the world, from Comedy Store in LA to New Zealand Comedy Festival and Adelaide Fringe. 
she you've got to catch her funny series of angry workouts and her video podcast tell me about it see what she did there tell me about it on youtube facebook instagram all good podcast platforms as is l let's kill twitter um stella has taken several shows to the edinburgh fringe brighton fringe leicester comedy festival and she's performed at the Adelaide Fringe as I said uh, she's worked on screen for New Zealand's Juice TV and is a radio presenter in England and New Zealand she's written comedy for Newsjack BBC Radio uh, 4 Extra and New Zealand TV 3 panel show Seven Days which is a bit like our Mock the Week I think Stella's right. also a trained actor and improviser with voiceover experience my god she's managed to squeeze out all that in and she's come and taken time out to come and see us and join us on this show today hello stella hello i mean hello. where where were the swimming badges in there that's what i want to know <laughs> yeah that's a lot you guys accomplished we talked about this before in the show about like biogs how how awkward it is to write your own biog and mm. then to kind of sit there and listen to it i mean because you don't normally have someone listening to you know like you don't normally have to listen to your own biog yeah um, but it's it's a necessary piece of the business isn't it oh I think the worst is when you're about to go on stage and someone starts reeling it all off and I know that's common in the states for them to say they've been on this they've done that and la la but I think uh, maybe it's a British thing but it's just uncomfortable yes, we're, we're a bit more reserved <laughs> can, I, aren't we? can I wholeheartedly agree that because on uh, Saturday on Friday night Sajila introduced me by saying ladies get your knickers out your handbags or it's like well, no, put them, <laughs> keep them in very much keep them in uh, well with me um <laughs> i've got no jokes so when i'm on stage i just read out my biog and that takes up 19 minutes nice and, <laughs> and then uh, they call the light the compare and then i'm finished so oh, nice done. and easy job good, done it? yeah so has very a comedian ever had a knickers thrown at them i wonder you know, I mean, has that has that ever who's is anyone that good on the circuit that warrants us throwing items of clothing at them? I, I mean, I'd like to think one of those shows where people get naked at the end, maybe someone really oh, conservative well, in the crowd. Just Put like, them on. Get them dressed. So <laughs> yeah. with like knickers, socks, everything. <laughs> yeah. Know. And that clearly that only works one de- one way. That's like this kind of male acts. I mean, that's not going to happen to female acts, is it? Really? I'm waiting, Julian. I am waiting for someone to check <laughs> me a pair of Y fronts, and then I'll have made it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Y fronts, boxes, or or um, oh, we don't definitely definitely want, a, don't want speedos, but they'd be I want a jock strap. <laughs> jock strap. Wow, See, jock strap. That's a, that's an easy thing to remove. It's like women removing their bras. Exactly. You're taking Have you guys worn bus jock straps? You too? Uh, <laughs> if anyone's watching this, they'll come to your gigs now and they'll do exactly that. So. <laughs> so, I'll uh, keep you posted. I'll tweet it. <laughs> for anyone obviously just joining us, it's important to stress that this is not a podcast about under underpanty things, to quote Ross. But um, nonetheless, uh, nice uh, nice detail there. Listen, guys, what's uh, let's get into your lives online before we get into your fabulous and challenging selection of tweets this evening. Um, what's how would you characterise your Twitter usage, Don? Let me go to you. Uh, for me, because uh, with my bio, I'm essentially a gag merchant, a one-liner merchant, so I just do gags. But because I talk a lot about politics, I should really tweet more about political issues, but I just want to find a punchline to something. So that's where I test all my new material out. And do you find that useful? I mean, do you, is, the feedback, is the feedback helpful? I find that... I find Facebook more useful because uh, mm. because it's easier. I get more likes and stuff like that. Whereas on Twitter, I get a few now and then, but I find it, it I find it a harder platform to deal with. But then again, I don't tweet regularly enough. Only about maximum once or every other day, so I need to tweet more. Yeah, well, we're we're here to encourage you to do that. That's part <laughs> part of it. Well, we do have people like with all sorts of different relationships with Twitter, and I think yeah. that's important well, to emphasise that that's kind of going to be like somebody who might just casually have come across the show uh, yes. will think, oh, I've never really tweeted, but I wonder, oh, but that person doesn't tweet, and, and you know, it, it is a, it's a it is a complex relationship that people do have with Twitter. So moving on to Stella, asking the same question. Can I just say one thing? For me, it's not a complex relationship. I'm just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, just true. lazy. Well, no work ethic. <laughs> You definitely got a work ethic, but probably I can understand why you couldn't be bothered with Twitter. I mean, we, I do a show about Twitter. We, 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 I don't, I'm hardly ever there. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't tweet too often, actually. I, I'll retweet stuff and I'll promote shows and stuff, but I am a lousy, <laughs> fairly lousy tweeter. I probably read more than uh, than I tweet myself. I think it's because, you know, I'm, I'm going to get cancelled at some point, Sajila. It's going to yeah. happen. I'm like, well, if they're going to cancel me for re- re- retweeting, promoting shows that I'm on, then, uh, yeah, let's let's have it. Let's bring it. But uh, no, I don't, um, I don't tend to... I don't tend to tweet as often as as I could. Maybe I'm like Don. I'm just like, you know what? I don't have a good excuse. We're just lazy. I'm just <laughs> worried what it's... shows you're doing. <laughs> yeah, but also, just you just mentioned cancelling, mm-hmm. um, that you think you're going to be cancelled. Do you, do either of you actually? It's such a. It's like every comic will have to mention that, including myself. You know, but do you actually think there is a there is a fear of us being cancelled? Just like who's going to, you know, I mean, obviously with the Jimmy Carr thing a few weeks ago we were talking about, but do you believe that that is a real possibility that you could? And what reason, why would you be cancelled? I mean, there's no breathalyzer on my phone, Sajila. Anything could happen <laughs> late at night. And then in 10, 12 years time, I mean, the last 10 years have flown by. Yeah. Now, I think... In 2022, Stella said this, and it's going to be 2035. Um Realistically, no, I don't think anyone's going to be that interested to go sifting through <laughs> through old tweets of mine. That's that's why I'm trying to just blast it full of shows and things and, and retweets that they want. They'll get bored when they that's finally get plan. to anything that I say that's a bit off colour in 12 years time. It's most likely that you'll get cancelled for encouraging people to throw unsanitary items of underwear at you, I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> health, health and safety. How can anyone be upset if they're thrown at me? Well, uh, it's just it's, it's germs in the venue, isn't it? That's probably what it'll be. Just yeah, it'll land on, land on somebody on the front row. That'll be why. Occupational I'm, hazard. Yeah, so She encouraged it. It's, yeah. it's, it's a bit, it is very much like this show is literally dragging people, uh, kicking and screaming through Twitter. So uh, Taron Mohanbai, who we had on uh, last week or week before, actually, uh, yeah. he uh, really doesn't do Twitter, he does Insta. But he did find like five great tweets for us. But he said, I had such a hard week trawling through Twitter to get those tweets. So it's like we're, we're sort of we're trying your phobias. We're getting you through the phobia. That's what we're doing. Well, what I would say to Taryn is, uh, and I know Taryn, Taryn Mahumbai, I know him very well, met him out in New Zealand, great guy. If he thinks he had a tricky week finding tweets, well... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we did have to discount one of yours for being too old, didn't we? <laughs> well, not even just that. But... Who Is remembers going Storm on Eunice? On <laughs> hey, that, that I had a personal reason for choosing that. I was on a plane on the day Storm Eunice kicked off. <laughs> so... Oh, my God. So you were a star of... Um... Big Jet TV. I hope so. So you, hope so, have yeah. to, you now have to put that on your CV as <laughs> Add it to the TV. <laughs> Best TV credit I've got. Uh, no, it was more the takeoff. Um, that was a fairly hairy takeoff. So, oh, wow. yeah, that's why Storm Eunice was in my head. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's totally, totally allowable then. Right. Let's kick off into the tweets. Now, we've got a lot here. I'm not quite sure where to start, really. Um, well, sort I quite of... like the first one at the top, uh, quite a juicy one there. That uh, yeah, 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 bit yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Cool, cool, uh, right. Who chose this one? It's you, isn't it, Tom, this one? Yeah, um, the Lawrence Fox uh, one. Do, do you want to read you... it and let us know why you picked it? Of all the mutton-headed pig shit in a, in a, in a cement, sorry, cement factory thick, dim-witted effing takes, the one that thinks the Russian invasion of Ukraine is a, woke, is a wake-up call to wokeism takers, Harrowing effing biscuit game. So, so that's from uh, Otto English. Yeah, it's about um, Lawrence Fox, um, everyone's favourite person at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think uh, uh, I I can understand there's woke culture and people can complain about it, but this is a these are two completely separate issues at the moment: woke culture and what's going on in Ukraine. And the weird thing is, I, I saw someone's TikTok, and this is really true is that a lot of people think a lot of people who are woke are quite weak-minded individual people, yeah? And they wouldn't be able to last in the war or stuff like that. And someone pointed out, to any of those who are anti-woke, it doesn't matter. Uh, you, you, here's your chance now. You can go and fight for Ukraine now. Here's your chance now. Mm-hmm. Apparently Liz Truss wants to get British people to sign up and fight in the war. So here's your chance now. Just prove you're a man. So, so I mean, obviously, um, Otto English is tweet is referencing something that Lawrence Fox has said 
and he said that this tragedy referring to the war i'm assuming right yeah uh, re- yeah re- re- yeah this tragedy should be a wake-up call to the west the weak wet woke penance kneeling diversity equity inclusion obsessing critical race theory loving pronoun pronouncing net zero fanatics who promote victimhood as bravery this emboldens your adversaries and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) You make no sense. Um, And and, I'm sorry, disclaimer here, but I was on a show with him a week ago where um, he just swore. I couldn't see it was on a screen, so I couldn't comment him because he, but I just saw him shouting nonstop. And then at the end of it, lit a cigarette up for the first time anyone's ever done that on live on air. And I just thought, I don't know what you said, but I don't care because you're just so angry and shouty. Exactly. Um, I mean, uh, we have to take war seriously because I want to, I know this is a comedy show, but I want to say how badly the um, Nazis treated my grandparents during the Second World War. Uh, they used the wrong pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's offensive, that word. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. Um, oh, I don't know. I just find it quite difficult to sort of. Lawrence Fox has become so sort of um, been a little become a sort of bit of a caricature of himself. So it's quite hard to sort of engage. Uh, it was it was difficult enough at first, but it's, it's becoming more difficult. I mean, I think if you were to sort of, I th- what I would say is that I'm sure that Putin has a view of the West that is, you know. They, the West is very weak and it's this and it's that. I mean, you know, there, there are other things that would have made the West weak in his eyes, whether it's, uh, you know, Afghanistan or, whether, you know, there are other issues that he will see that he is taking advantage of. But I'm sure he has a very, uh, you know, I'm sure he does laugh at the wokeness, not necessarily of the UK individually, but of of what he considers the, uh, the wokeness of the West. The West, yeah, exactly. But I do think that we are weak. I think, you know, uh, weakened by the pandemic, you know, financially. It, we're not in a great place. I mean, to get involved in what's happening. I don't know about what you think about that, Don. I know, um, you know, war. I know that you're anti-war like me probably, but... Um, no, I'm definitely anti-war. Yeah, but where, where do you sit? I mean, this is this is not... This is something we do not want to get into, but we're going to get sucked into this, do you think? Yeah, uh, well, I was thinking that if we go to war, the only reason we should be fighting a war if our politicians fight in a war and their children fight in a war. That's the only time I'd fight in a war, which is quite good for Britain because we'll probably win because Boris Johnson has a lot of religious children, so he can raise a small <laughs> army. So, oh, so God. yeah, but that's, that's, that's the thing. Uh, I need to read up what Jeremy Corbyn, I'm a massive Jeremy Corbyn fan, what he said on it and stuff like that. But yeah, l- War should be the last option. We should get yeah. the UN, NATO, whoever involved. It should be the last option possible. And, and we'll even, that, Gaza, yeah. even Gaza with his chicken and, and his fishing rod. <laughs> get, get well, involved. I, I will say that Jeremy Corbyn has actually tweeted uh, against what Russia has done. It So that's, 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 that's a relief. Good to hear, yeah, 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 that's yeah. a relief. Because, you know, was you never know. Brother? <laughs> you never know. Um, now, we've widened this on, out onto solving the Ukraine problem, which might be a little bit... Uh, tricky or solving the problem although actually this is quite an interesting one because in terms of in terms of those people fighting the, the war as it is of course there are an incredible uh, sort of collection of people who've taken up arms in the Ukraine there are people actually getting traveling back into the Ukraine who live uh, outside of the Ukraine to to take up arms and then as we're talking I think that Kiev uh, Kiev is under heavier uh, um, attack tonight. So, I mean, the whole thing is is just uh, tragic, and I think we'll come to some. There are some other sort of tweets around this. Uh, well, we're talking about Roman Abramovich a bit later, but but Stella, um, I mean, I suppose sticking really to the theme of uh, the woke West. What's your four pennies worth here? I, I'm still reading the message because there's so many uh, things in here. So, is this equating? wokeness with that's why Russia invaded because they think <laughs> Ukraine is woke I'm like no I'm pretty sure they want <laughs> land it's just a thought mm. I don't think uh, I don't think it's an attack on wokeness as such so I can't really can't really make sense of, of how these things have been connected but there was one thing I saw that I thought was really cool when they were talking about just regular people who were taking up arms there was a line somewhere someone said people are swapping their keyboards 
for guns. <laughs> I just thought that was a lovely image of I'm done tweeting now. Let me go and get an AK-47. <laughs> get down at the front line and, you know, get involved. I thought that was awesome. It, well, I mean, that is, that is yeah. so great. But what, you know, this is the thing. It's like this wokeness, whatever this wokeness is now, I, it, it's, when did it become a purely lefty thing? Like, it's it, it can a kind of right person, a right wing person become woke? Is this woke thing only for the left? I think discuss? so. <laughs> well, I think it's because more right people are old and old people are sleepy. Therefore, <laughs> the left are more woke. That's, that's my level of understanding of the situation. Um, if you if you talk about cancel culture, that's that's different because in terms of the left and right, they both have a kind of in it. Yeah. You know, there is an instinct for. Both. But I mean, yeah, I mean, wokeness in terms of its root values or what it's interested in, uh, in terms of, you know, race were always issues that, that were more likely to be campaigned on by the left. But um, someone's individual wokeness or their knee jerk reaction to being offended or whatever, I, you know, that, that, that isn't necessarily bound, is it, across, uh, across those lines. And also the idea that I mean, the left and the right are not homogenous beasts. They're no, they're not. not but it's, it's it's like you know, repeatedly that's what's been happening. It's like mm. you could, the idea that a left left person on the left cannot be racist uh, is untrue. A person on the yeah, right, definitely. you know, can also be woke. Can also be all these things. I mean, it's like we've become so divisive that even the tribal things don't actually have. You know, who's making these rules? It's like whatever you. Well, you know, no I rules. can't be left enough <laughs> because I do. I make decisions in my life. I can't be left enough, you know. And if I, I, I it's just mental. You're not Asian enough. You're not yes, British yes. enough. You know, you must get this guy. It's like divide and conquer, isn't it? You're not That's woman enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I think woke is one of those words that's been tossed around like snowflake. Yeah, as well. They became novel. popular in the last, I don't know, what five or so years. Um, and it's just a shorthand now for everything. Anything that's a bit new, woke. That's it's just um, yeah, that's true. A dismissive thing. But I definitely, I, I, yeah, I don't think I've come across a woke right wing person yet. I don't think that's I've got a friend of mine who's really woke. Is he right wing? He's got insomnia. And what about a woke snowflake? Is this a thing? Can you be woke in a snowflake? You can be awoke in a snowflake at the same time. I think they yeah. go hand in hand according yeah. to the right, but I think they're they're both around sensitivity, is my understanding. But the the, the right can be sensitive too. True. Yeah, and the middle, the middle can be sensitive. <laughs> We're all yeah. precious. Exactly. We're all hundred percent. I think it more gets used offended. by the right to bash the left, is what I mean. Yeah, it is. There's I think woke bashing, isn't there? Mm. Now, um, just before we go on to the next tweet, and I'll try and clear my screen, but you can't see that, that's fine. Uh, I just want to say something uh, about the Fox family. It's a bit, I mean, I have no relationship to anyone who's involved in this programme, but um, I don't know what relation Jack Fox is, but there is a new comedy show or newish comedy show called Cheaters, which is 18 episodes of 10 minutes or something. And I have to say, um, I, you know, I, I think it's one of the best comedies I've seen on telly for a long time so I did want to give that a little bit of a plug because it's not often I watch tv comedy and want to like consume the next episode and I think it's been a bit of a genius brainwave uh here and Jack Fox is uh, is great in it anyway so anyway that wait is what's plug. the level of what's the level of wokeness in cheetahs uh it's <laughs> pretty bearable actually I've got to say I think, to, uh, <laughs> I think they've stuck to the to the the gags and the situations rather than any messages so uh, all right they, no. yeah and I'm, I'm 15 out of 18 in so so <laughs> oh, you really are getting through it <laughs> well you know 10, 10 minute episodes and all that oh can, yeah. I, can we do this one that, that which this one sweaty betty. sweaty betty sweaty betty so this yeah, let's, is... go, let's go let's go completely different direction it's yeah. completely different and now for something completely different uh stella, stella. <laughs> oh no i thought don picked this one i thought don had a real problem with the uh, sports bras <laughs> My man Maybe <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i like sweaty betty gear much as anybody but i thought jen offered here pretty much nailed it it doesn't matter who you are look at it that's, that's not a bloody sports bra that's a right, let's, tube. Uh, let's read out jen's tweet as well sorry okay serious question sweaty betty i love your overpriced gym wear i really do but how 
by anyone's metric, are you calling this a sports bra? And then, um, of course, there's a photo of uh, a lady wearing... Yeah, who's, who's doing quite the workout in that outfit and putting it to the test. Well, it's a, that's like a midriff towel. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's revealing, particularly. It's, it's not even got the the kind of the support of a boob tube, the oldie boob tubes. It's 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 just a bit oldie, of, yeah, medieval yeah. boob tube. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's if you look closely, it is literally just I mean a couple of jumps, a couple of star jumps, and 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 a grapevine, and that's and that's you getting kicked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks like sporty spice. What Ma- made you angry, or or what? I mean, what was what what's what's is it just that it tickled your fancy or it did tickle to be honest i thought if there's a lot of a lot about ukraine and russia in twitter this week yeah. so let me go to something a bit yeah. more light-hearted for yeah. this um for this show but um it, it just it just tickled me i looked at it and thought yeah that is ridiculous and if there's anyone who doesn't need a sports bra fellas or alike um look at it come on surely you can relate to just a ridiculous item of clothing <laughs> i mean it's I mean, quite it, out there is it's not offering you any support at all. Uh so no. there's there's obviously I mean is it actually called a sports bra? Yes, is it called a sports bra on this? Yes, it is a sports bra. Is it? Yeah, it is. Which is which is actually a lie, a blatant lie. It, it, it does look like the kind of thing that Shakespearean female actress would have worn to play the boy parts, doesn't it? A bit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean bringing it back to the jock strap, you know, if someone suggested using a folded napkin to keep everything together for you guys. Would you accept this item of clothing to be thrown at you at a gig, though, Stella? Absolutely. Okay. I'd love it. <laughs> I wonder how much you, they are. <laughs> yeah, because you could probably use it as a snood, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, it'd like be wasted on me. Keep it around your neck. Yeah, put it around your neck. Keep your neck warm. <laughs> or like, put yeah. it over your head. Yeah. Or, or a mask. Even a mask, if you still want to wear a mask. <laughs> I, I definitely still want to wear a mask. I would love yeah. that. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty tasteful. It's, I mean, in a way, it's, it's, selling itself, it's selling itself, really. Right, where should we go next? Right, let's, um, let's go round and round we go. Where, where should you stop and nobody knows? Well, I might, do, I might be quite democratic about... Uh, uh, yeah, let's, look, so let's do this one because there's uh, two, two issues in one here um, on your tweet. Yeah, um, I'll read this one out. On Saturday, 80,000 NHS staff protested in London against the possibility of being sacked due to not having the jab. Now, I went to said event. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. It was just the quickest way I could see my local GP. (laughs) Yeah, lovely. Very nice. And so true. Oh, dear. But obviously, there's there's a serious serious point in here. Now, where are we with... uh, Have the government sort of pretty much sort of given up on uh, mandatory vaccinations for NHS staff? They have for the NHS. They've overturned it, to my knowledge, So, which is great. And hopefully other countries can follow suit because I'm like, for me, it's about freedom of choice, especially COVID is, don't get me wrong, it's serious, but uh, at the moment, it seems we've got the worst over it. And I think it should be freedom of choice. And there's a less than 1% chance of getting seriously ill or dying from it. So I've, and at the height of the thing, people were the most vulnerable and we were still getting treated by unvaccinated staff. So that's my viewpoint. So, so um, this is the thing, because obviously I'm pro-choice and, you know, <clears throat> and the vaccine, it is a choice. You know, you, you should have, everyone should have bodily autonomy. But it's so complicated because as someone who has been health vulnerable, I don't want to be treated by someone who's not being vaccinated. But I also... I, I would like that information up front to then make a decision that I don't want to be. So it gets really kind of complicated because it, it's, it's a lot of things going on. You can't, I still think you cannot legislate against wearing masks or, you know, having the jab. Um, but the anti-vaxxer movement, I don't, I, I don't get it either. I still support their right to have a choice, but I just, it's, it's a complicated thing do you, are you is it more clear-cut for you uh stella see i'm down with let people do what they want i'm i'm pro uh vax i like it i'll, I'll have them all um but i think <laughs> if you are unvaccinated i would feel in your position to a, a lot more yeah. comfortable if they would wear like 25 masks <laughs> when they treat you i think we find a happy medium somewhere you know the, the, the way i see it is that if 
I mean, they've closed, they had a lockdown in Malta, and which is one of the most fully vaccinated countries. I know Malta, because their people are vaccinated, have got COVID less seriously, but they still locked down the country. So you're still going to get it either way. So I, I just think it should be freedom of choice. And, uh, and, um, but the lockdowns the and the risk, yeah, the lockdowns the isn't the, too bad. So, but the lockdowns and the vaccine is sort of, you know, is 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 different. I mean, it's tricky because you know uh, there aren't many people that would want to enforce uh, a mandatory vaccine. Now, there'd obviously be a case in this particular point. This issue has slid past us in the sense that this the time for the mandatory vaccines for NHS workers seems to have sort of gone to some extent and obviously want to be reassured that somebody's tested that day and they're wearing obviously the, the PPE uh, that is something but you know the risk would have been an awful lot of staff potentially being sacked and all the rest of them. they kind of sidestep they sort of sidestep that because of you know of Omicron I mean if we were dealing with um, you know Delta again or another variant comes along this issue might you know might well come back I, I think yeah, I think you might be right because Omicron wasn't, to my knowledge, from what I read in the media, wasn't too bad. But I think the issue now is looking at other countries. Like they've got a trucker strike in Canada because they're refusing to be unvaxxed. Some of the truckers, and uh, and for me, I don't like to call these people anti-vaxxers. They're just anti-COVID vaxxers. Some of them are probably, but most of them had the other jabs. But yeah, I think the fact I'm glad that they they won this and they're not going to get sacked. And hopefully, other countries can look at that. Well, Canada's an interesting case because on the in the one hand, you're thinking, OK, these truckers are making a point. There was parts of it where I thought, yeah, well, that's quite cool, heroic. Uh, other parts where I think, oh, God, you are really disrupting the country. And then the government completely lost me when they started shutting down their, their like checking into their bank accounts. And that's shutting what their I heard, yeah. And that is when it becomes really creepy and, uh, you know, you are curbing people's liberties. Uh, and that's what we don't want. But I also don't want to really hear on hindsight kind of, you know, oh, they government shouldn't have shut us down. What they did was terrible. Yes, they probably did. It was terrible. Everybody was doing things globally at that time. If anything, actually, I, th- I remember people saying that we didn't go into lockdown quick enough. And I kind of don't have other than like governments not actually adhering to the rules that they made. I don't really want to go back there. I just think we've moved on and we just need to move forward and blaming people for a pandemic it's pointless it was a world pandemic it wasn't just in here in the uk but it's a great tweet because it does as you said julian it does cover a couple of things yeah we haven't talked about <laughs> doc- i mean we could we could talk about uh, doctors and appointments and that is still that is still very much uh, still huge, a live yeah. issue it's so hard to get one these days isn't it yeah absolutely you know, I, but, I just uh, love the thought of uh, don turning up to the picket line and just yelling out his symptoms across. <laughs> it really itches. What do you think it is? <laughs> but, um, this is not really true for me because I'm Indian. So there's a doctor in my family. So that's <laughs> so quite easy for me to. Yeah, but let's face it, being Asian, you're, everybody's a doctor. The doctor in the family can tell you what's wrong with you. But, you know, it's like, oh, what does he know? He doesn't know anything. I tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's you get like seven different opinions from two doctors. <laughs> exactly, yeah. What, so a, second, a second opinion? Wow, that's that's so rare. It's like gold dust. Um, <laughs> what? I saw the bear. Yeah, it's got to be bears. It's got to uh, be bears. Who's so, the bear? Is that uh, this, this yeah. is one that I, I saw. Um, oh, yeah. So, the, the, the last name of the person who tweeted it tickled me on the subject. Casey <laughs> Hunt. <laughs> what are we talking about? Rogue bear. That, um, someone's trying to catch. So, Hank is gentle and sweet. When he breaks into a home, he is far more interested in the food than any people. He just sits there and eats, she said. He doesn't attack them. He doesn't growl. He doesn't make rude faces. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now that bit killed me. I just thought, what of all the problems you might have of finding a bear in your house, if you're like, and he gave me a dirty look. I mean, like, it's like he doesn't well, make rude faces. Is that a thing with bears? You you ask Goldilocks what she thought about that. I bet <laughs> the bears were giving her dirty looks. <laughs> yeah, not, I don't think she's too. on Twitter, unfortunately. <laughs> it, I think what happened here was that. Uh, this is, I think, probably in Canada. And the reason why I didn't... California. Was all, it was in California. Yeah. Hank, yeah. The t- Hank just... Uh, yeah, because the bottom bit is Hank the Tank, a 500-pound bear, ransacked the California community. I mean, if, he, if the bear was from Canada, he's come a long way. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of those asylum birds, hasn't he? Because he does have a job in Canada, so. <laughs> yeah, taking all their no. food, <laughs> taking their jobs. Yet um, <laughs> he's a big old thing, though, isn't he? Look at the photo. I mean, he's a big unit. He's a big bear. Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, he could get. I mean, pandas apparently can eat for like twelve-hour stretches, so I'm assuming that that might cover a lot of other bears. Uh, I mean, you can. You know, you won't want to have just done a shop if this guy comes in, would you? That's so. true. That's true. Sitting and plows his way through it all. <laughs> Julian, what do you say about pandas? They uh, apparently they can eat for like 12 hours in total every day me too and yeah. they, they don't eat for the rest of the 12 hours well probably sleeping it off I think yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like pandas invented intermittent fasting so <laughs> the they don't he's writing the jokes hours. as he goes there we go. <laughs> that's, that's why panda. That's why the population of pandas is dropping they haven't got time to get it on they're too busy no. face filling with all but the also, bamboo but- when you've been eating for 12 hours, I mean, I, when you've had a heavy meal, you don't feel like really doing nah. rolling around much. <laughs> you've you got to get it in first before the bloat hits. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a lot of bamboo, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Right, now, where should... Where, 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 I'm doing this in a very democratic way, aren't I? I'm just doing... I'm going... Yeah, it's nice uh, to be rolling up and down and we just catches our eye and yeah, we say, okay. yeah, there. Well, we've done, we've done the... Does it, yeah, quite, yeah uh, Julian likes it all, all official. I like it a bit more. Kind of no, I don't mind. Um, uh, oh, oh hello, the, what's uh, this? What's uh, this? Uh, this is a bit of a sort of... Uh, uh, it, well, it's, a, it's the front... It's the Times... Is it the Times? From that, the Times Market Watch. How will Russia's invasion affect UK house prices? And this is a tweet from James Dolman, who's... I'll just quickly read it. Who's uh, semi-detached, three bedrooms, Hampshire, some nuclear bomb damage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, this is, one I, this is one I chose, and I think this is the most British response ever. Yeah, thank you, Martin. It is a brute machine of tweets. <laughs> <laughs> the best British response ever, yeah, yeah. How is it going to affect my house price? Daily Mail readers. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It's, um... it, it does feel like quite the shoehorn, doesn't it? It's like, right, what's going on in the news today? Right, how can we bend it <laughs> yeah. towards our agenda? How's Russia going to affect your house? But actually, I think it has. Russia, you know, the oligarchs buying up loads of prop- properties and it did affect the house prices, I'm told. <laughs> I mean, not in my not in my price bracket, yeah. <laughs> Sheila. Anything well, the oligarchs are buying is nothing near where I'm going. Well, um, oh, have you got a property? Have you bought a place? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, quick, let's get Kirsty and make it. If we were a property podcast, just imagine the numbers. <laughs> it used to be not that. a semi three bed in Hampshire, that's for sure. <laughs> well, then yeah. obviously, Stella's in. She, you, did you give up the lattes? What if Kirsty's advice? Give up the uh, lattes. Netflix. And Netflix. Netflix and lattes. And you can buy a house. Yeah, yeah, and no, that's what or Stella just did. Have a day job you hate <laughs> for long <laughs> enough and scrape together enough money um, to get kind of it's more of a broken property ladder and i'd say we've probably got some bomb damage um from the second world war (laughs) just from the locals i bought in a rough area it used to be that um to get your house price increased you have to have an attic or something extension but now with the ukraine conflict all you need is an extra bunker and it will skyrocket <laughs> yeah. Of course, this is all lovely on the on the very day that Putin puts his uh, his sort of nuclear wing on standby, as it were. But I think that's. Uh, I'd like to know who know. this lady is, though, in the photo, uh, smiling, smiling so sweetly. It, presumably, uh, it's whoever's written uh, written writes that uh, section. But it's a screen. It's a screenshot, isn't it? So it's. Uh, I don't know. We don't know who it is. Uh, anyway, not, not the, let's not move the, on. Let's move on. Like, let's, let's move on, on to our fruit machine. Uh, <laughs> bears, bears, bears. Hang on. Oh, mattresses. Like this one very much. Uh, Stella, this is one of yours, I believe. Yeah, this is one of mine. So, uh, Mademoiselle says, my bank blocked my card because of a security threat. It was me buying a mattress at 2 a.m. <laughs> I am my own biggest threat. <laughs> I just think that's lovely. I love the image of somebody just having such a miserable night's sleep. Oh God, here we go. Two in the morning. I'm, I'm bloody. I'm buying a mattress now, and then the bank just saying no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, rejected. Nope. I just thought it was cute. 
Do you think? Do you think they were like maybe thinking? Do you really want to do this? Can you really afford it? Is it like that bank was being a bit judgy? Maybe. Maybe it's just not a common time to be going online and 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 buying a mattress. But if somebody if somebody rinsed your card, I just I don't know. Do you think they'd be going for a mattress? Would that be the no. first purchase they go for? No. See, I no. think this is a bit harsh because uh, you mm. say it's. I think this is like totally the right time that you'd be buying exactly. mattress because it'd be like. Well, God, I can't sleep. I wonder, yeah, I wonder that's what I mean. Is. That's what I mean. So there you are trying to buy it, and they're like, nah. Who, who in the middle of the night would be trying to buy a mattress? Probably someone who's struggling to get to sleep. So if someone's fleecing you at 2 o'clock in the morning, what would they be buying? So one time the bank did call me to ask about a transaction, and it was a, it was a top-up card for like a mobile phone, like an O2 top-up card, and they said, uh-huh. oh, this is a, a frequent thing that people do when they're just trying, trying card yeah. details out and stuff. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> but top up at three at two in the morning. Probably just wanted to phone his mum and say, "Can you pick me up, please?" <laughs> yeah. You got to wonder a... what else she bought as well with her card. Like, did she buy something which is completely different to mattresses? So I don't know. Well, I do think they are a once in a ten to fifteen year purchase. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so, yeah. You're not buying oh, yeah. them every day, are you? Yeah. To be fair, yeah. I mean, one of the top up cards, like finding someone to get a van, man with a van to get the mattress delivered. You know, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. For it your is, burner phone. It's like, weird though, because you get into those and I so sometimes those moods where you see things need replacing and you never sort of think, Oh, I'll just I'll Amazon that, I'll Amazon that, I'll Amazon that. And that's just like maybe just someone as I say woken up from a bad sleep thinking it's gotta be the mattress and then just gone completely from the mattress. Like just just move a few pillows around. I don't yeah, because it's, it's a decent, like, practical purchase. I'm trying to think who it was who got drunk one night and bought a bouncy castle. Like, you know, there are some <laughs> there purchases is. that you think, yeah, that's probably, you might regret that. But a mattress, I think that's fairly... But I also think it's weird that people do order big purchases without trying them. I mean, I still am old-fashioned. I want to go and try a mattress. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, my fridge is broken, so I need a fridge freezer. And and like my brothers could just order one from online. Well, can't you just order one? And I'm like, I want to go and see them. I want to see it in real life. So what are you going to take some shopping with you and go into like yeah, shops, see if it all some frozen peas in? I'll be back in an hour. Let <laughs> me just see. Maybe just the... see. If you're buying a big thing, I can't. I can't understand how people just buy things on the internet without looking. No, I want to shop check out open at two a.m. So. Yeah, but well, like you have all night. Tesco's <laughs> is open all night, so you could go and check out a few. I just yeah. need to look at what things, and then I'll order it from home. But I don't. I'm, I'm not. I've not quite got on board with the ordering big purchases like that. So she's <laughs> buying loads of stuff from QVC though, <laughs> in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's a bit like it's a bit like. I mean, it's not quite like gambling, but if you can't buy a um, lottery ticket, for example, after a certain time uh, on the app. So like Amazon, you know, if they really want, to, well, they don't want to do this, but if somebody wants to cap someone's spending, they'd be like some kind of, you, there's probably some kind of app that you can have on your phone that will stop you purchasing things after a set, a set time. It's like we wouldn't email, so there's like an etiquette about work emails to some extent, like you wouldn't email someone ideally after a certain time, um, you know, and this is a sort of, it comes, this straddles two things, doesn't it? That is interesting, Gillian, because the thing is, if I've had a bad gig, I come back and that I put QVC on for company and whatever's going on, I'll buy it. Oh my. And, and I've got so much crap. In fact, I've got a little big parcel. I haven't even opened it. It's an exercise <laughs> bike. And that's the, I've got a room <laughs> full of parcels that haven't been opened. There's one in my bag here just next to me. And I, I just, this is, there is, this is an illness. <laughs> does your, does your local like DPD delivery person knock on the door and go, had a bad gig? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it's like, if I'm feeling a bit sad, it just makes me feel, Make, because the QVC, you can return it within so many days. Oh, okay. So you have a good gig and then you send it back. <laughs> yeah, send it back and then you have 30 days to return it. But this one's not even been opened. It's been here for like about a month. I haven't even opened my exercise bike yet. Um, but I'm thinking about exercising in my head. But this You is might the, open it up and it might be a mattress. So Yeah, it might be a mattress. <laughs> but I, so some certain big items, but yes, but a mattress, I would like to go and try it because that's going to be a lot of lying on. Uh, cooker, fridge, freezer washing machine those things you need to look at them surely in real life absolutely and lie on them like the mattress and lie on them and uh, lie on your <laughs> aren't most of the mattress things uh on a like sort of 100 day uh trials and stuff oh are they Quite yeah i've often. seen that I mean, yeah I don't know. you can't try it for 100 days and if you don't like it 
send it back. I don't yeah. know how the sanitary, whether there's some yeah. kind of, but you must have to leave it in a cover or something. I think the difficulty the is getting it back in the post box. Oh, <laughs> where do the mattresses, when you're returning the mattresses, I don't, this is another reason I don't want to buy it online. Because the, those mattresses that have been returned, how do I know that they're not the ones, sweaty ones, that are coming oh. to me? So Martin, as ever, has been doing a lot of homework in the background. Super, super fan of the show, Martin. Uh, the Sunday Times house price woman is deputy property editor, Carol Lewis. But crucially, there are indeed apps that time limit purchases, e.g. Oh, wow. antisocial. Of course. Oh, well thank done. you, Martin. Good to Martin's know. the guru here. He lets us know all this information. But I reckon, Shajila, if you had a rough gig in Liverpool, you'd be uninstalling that app <laughs> in no time. <laughs> oh, God. It makes you feel a bit better when you've just ordered something nice for yourself. There's yeah. Quite a few super tasty tweets left. Oh, right. So hang on. Offence in comedy. Well, we've never talked about that before. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if I can bear it. But no, no, it's, t- it's tonight, isn't it? Is it Karen's programme tonight? Or was it's this already been on iPlayer, so I'm oh, not sure it? if it, they were showing it again. Well, come on, you, you've, ch- uh, you've chosen it. So it's um, BBC Scotland uh, c- Communications. Just funny woman Karen Dunbar uh, considers how a comedian navigates taste and offence in the current cancel culture climate in this one-off programme as she prepares for her first live comedy show in 15 years. Wow, OK. Cancel Karen Dunbar was... Uh, 10 o'clock well it's on iPlayer now uh so John have you listened to it and obviously yeah I've seen it and the, um seen it, basically which I agree with to a certain extent they wouldn't have shows like hers or Little Britain now they would do but they'll have to edit bits out because obviously in Little Britain someone blacked up and stuff like that and some of the language but you know that's what happens as time moves on obviously things change so I don't and when she was on the program she didn't mind that if some of her stuff got tweeted, uh, got um, not tweeted, uh, got tweaked a little bit, just so it's not as offensive for today's generation. So I think I don't think there's a problem here really. But the most offensive thing I found, and I shouldn't say this, is that she hasn't done comedy for 15 years. Yeah, she got <laughs> someone else to she got someone else to write her own material. So I think you got to write your own material. That's why I feel. But she hasn't done a show for 15 years, and she gets a, a TV show. Yeah, she was <laughs> but it's a I love it, but that seems unfair to me. It's like, no, love, you ain't been around for 15 years. But what have you been doing? The rest of us are still being grafted. Well, I think she's been around, but not Serious stuff doing, doing stand up. Yes, yeah, she's done other stuff. Like, because she was, um, what was the TV show that she was in? Because the, I think the why they got I don't know her to do it was that um, she'd had a few sketches from the show that she was in uh, t- deleted. As um, John was just saying that, and she was happy chewing the fat that's it um oh yeah and they'd taken some of the uh, sketches out of that and she was happy with that because she just thought that they hadn't you know particularly aged well and yeah. you know that that ha- definitely that definitely happens you know whereas there obviously there is a knee-jerk reaction to that which is like oh, i'll just leave everything in its original form and you know i don't know this is the thing. That's what I was saying before about why I don't tweet. That is a time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> but in 10, 15 years, I, I get it. No, I get it. I just, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Karen before. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, me neither. So it's really difficult to kind of like judge what may or may not have gone in there. But it's interesting you said it because I saw Breakfast at Tiffany's for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. And like, they've got rid of, um, they cut out the guy, uh, Rooney, is it Rooney, who plays... Um, Mickey the, Rooney. Yeah, Mickey Rooney. He plays the Chinese. Not Wang. Gone. <laughs> 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 Things didn't work out at Derby yeah. County. <laughs> yeah, so they, they cut that out, and it, and I was like, really? But then didn't you? Because I really don't think I knew what Breakfast in Tiffany's was about. And they talk about fourteen-year-old marriages with this really old codger, and I was like, that was okay. You left that in. <laughs> that's in kind some of parts like, of the world, pretty, yeah. And that, if it, well, that, we can't see why she was messed up then, and this is actually a lot more sinister. Then what I, you know, I've always loved Breakfast. I've always loved uh, LG Hepburn, and I think it still stands its set, set of time because of her, because she's so iconic in that. But actually, there's so many things wrong with it. But you got rid of Mickey Rooney's thing, which, which. But wasn't he playing a Chinese character? Yeah, he was. He right, was. Okay. But it's like at that time, that is that is what you know. It's like me watching mm. someone doing 
like my um what was it the the dad's army is it not dad's army what was that ain't ain't half yeah and there was the guy who was you know made to look asian i don't know don would you want to cancel him now because that is what that happened and i don't want people to forget that it was that bad that people did this so let's never ever do this again i don't want it to be cut out people can learn from it i mean you got the whole film gandhi where ben kingsley played the indian guy so to this day i thought (laughs) it was asian I only yeah, thought so he was Asian. I thought yeah. he is. I thought, I, thought he done, I thought he did have... Uh, uh, yeah. I thought he was Jewish or... Oh, we're going to have to Google British. this now. Martin, I would also, I'd case. say about um, It's Ain't Half Hot Mum is they could, change, they could turn it uh, into uh, It Ain't Half Milf these days, couldn't they? <laughs> 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 I'd watch it. No. <laughs> That's yeah. nice, Julian. <laughs> and he's uh, got a Gujarati father. <laughs> Oh, he's got, oh, oh, he has got a Gujarati father. Oh, my, go. my mistake, so he can yeah, play, my mistake. Yeah, according to my Red Hot Wikipedia research. Oh, yeah. right, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> let's, um... Recently yeah. edited by... Oh, <laughs> Alexa, you see, I hummed for too long, so Alexa <laughs> thinks I just, just... She thinks I've just said her word, her name. I haven't, shush. Right, we've got two, um... We're trying to cancel Alexa now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. How are we doing? Uh, we've got two, uh... I didn't realise we had a few more Ukraine tweets, actually. So... Um, oh yeah, I've got one in there somewhere in the mix as well. Yeah, totally. So we've got uh, well, um, Bella, you've chosen Toby Earl's tweet here. So yes. let's uh, if you just read this one out, and, uh, we'll say what's going on here. Okay, fascinated by the energy of a conversation between President Vladimir Zelensky. Sorry if I'm pronouncing it bad. Who is in Kiev and facing down Putin? With Boris Johnson, who hid in a fridge from Good Morning Britain. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> uh, no, that's fair. I think it's. Um, I mean, it's yeah. It, it certainly the, the Zelensky's sort of social media get a sort of presence at the moment, and what he's doing is is amazing. And I, I thought like more people. I mean, obviously he was a he's a comedian. He's and, a comedian. Uh, yeah, comedian and actor. Yeah. And you know, I think at the time that was seen when he actually became president was seen as a quite a strange thing um but i think a comedian as prime minister so what's the difference yeah well this is true except this is a sort of unintent well i suppose they're both intent intentional in a way but um it is an interesting one and don while we're still on uh uh ukraine you did have another one which was Oh, where has it gone? Uh, actually, no. Wait a minute. This is another one. This is another one of yours, isn't it? Um, yeah, Stella. It's actually. me again. Yeah. Me oh, again. No, Ash, Ash Sarkar. Ash Sarkar, uh, who's yeah. obviously at Io Caesar. Uh, yeah. If you want to read this one out, and we'll, we'll we'll cover this aspect of it all. Okay. Roman Abramovich, described as having a father and son relationship with Vladimir Putin, has amassed a British property empire worth two hundred million pounds. Not a penny of that is being touched by Boris Johnson's announced sanctions. So the stop press to that was last night, I believe, there was a, a statement from Chelsea Football Club uh, that he essentially owns uh, to say that, um, that Abramovich would step aside from duties uh, on the board. Um, but no one's really quite clear what this, which, what this actually means. And of course, Twitter being Twitter has elicited a few... Uh, interesting responses which hopefully i'm going to find i think it means they're not going in the transfer market and buying anyone anytime soon because we're still trying to figure out what stewardship means well yeah totally you know i mean there's um let's have a look there's uh there's a couple of takes on it here uh where are we uh well there's one here um from paul watson uh this paul watson is ex uh he wrote up pompey oh yes he's written about various football teams uh like he he runs a football team in Mongolia or something. It's an interesting character. Some people are confused about Abramovich's Chelsea statement. The best way to think of it is that time Mr. Burns says that the legal owner of the power plant is Canary M. So Burns can't be prosecuted. So it's just this sort of sleight of hand yeah. manoeuvre is, you know, is what we think it is. To make it look less Russian-y. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess. And then the other, and then there was another tweet, which I don't know if I've got here, which is basically um, is saying that uh, it's a bit like your uh, car, it's like a car MOT, but since I haven't had it, I'm not going to go into the tortuous analogy of it. What I will do, because I've just spotted it, uh, it was very early on in the crisis, Mark Nelson, very brave. I find Mark quite brave. Uh, 
I'm not saying I support Putin, but invasion does help our chances of qualifying for the World Cup. <laughs> Talking about Scotland there, of course. Uh, uh, and that was straight off, straight off the bat. Um, yes, yeah, so Julian, you, you actually have got a couple of uh, tweets here. Which yeah, are I, have, with I just the, want to uh, go back to Abramovich. Prices. You know how rich this guy is? Like, he's had three divorces, and one of his divorces alone, his wife, his ex-wife, went off with 300 million in the settlement. Just one divorce. That's that, that is how much money. I mean, that is not a large bag, isn't it? That is a large bag. I'll get I you live, a couple of boob tubes. Three pairs of knickers, not three million. <laughs> Look, three million is just unbelievable. Like what? And he still pays maintenance for the kids on top of that. Can I ask oh, a quick yeah. question, please. please. Uh, does anyone know if Abramovich is still single? <laughs> just asking just <laughs> asking for a friend, friend. Yeah. In, in the message there's um have described as having a father and son relationship i'm curious about that dynamic yeah the father asking. who plays the son yeah yeah exactly yeah. and like is he disappointed in him you know yeah. does he never call him you know who's on whose knee <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i suppose putin is the shorter one so he'd probably have to pay the child wouldn't he Oh god, this is going down a really weird. Is he the kind of dad that rings up and goes, "Son, I need a bit of money. <laughs> Can you tell me a couple of quid? I'm running out of guns. <laughs> running out of guns." Yeah. So I I picked this. I didn't know this was an issue. So uh, this is from Dr. Shola mm. um, and Mos uh, 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 Ashigami, and she'll probably kill me for mispronouncing that. Uh, from fellow uh, um, comrade from the Women's March. Uh, she says refuge is humanity evil to deny refuge to uh, africans in ukraine evil to delay refugee africans in ukraine war evil to discriminate against foreign nationals in ukraine who need a refuge because they're not white blonde or blue eyes uh, refuge must be given to all yes i stand with ukraine so i had to kind of look a bit deeper and i didn't realize this was an issue that there's a lot of africans and asian people as well who were not being let into poland which i think I was hungry there's a Poland. I thought it was Poland. Oh, maybe it's Poland. Oh, okay. I um, I thought, yeah. But basically, they, they, they're just saying, like, let your governments deal with this. We're deal- only dealing with this. And they're discriminating and not letting them in. So this this issue where I thought um, would be, and I heard someone say on the, on, the, on the TV show recently, said, oh, you know, well, of course we have to take the Ukrainian refugees in. I mean, it's not like Af- it's not like Afghanistan. This is something that's happening near us. And I thought, wow. So Afghanistan is a situation that was created by our foreign policies and yet that's okay that we can't take them because they're just not like us that these people are like us and uh and actually can i just say in afghanistan the women that have had to kind of give up their careers as lawyers doctors teachers at tal um because of the taliban they just have no rights now left we're just leaving them we just forget about them we remember those scenes where the people hanging off the planes so they, yeah, mm-hmm. i didn't realize that this there is a hierarchy even within this kind of situation this horror that ukraine is facing that the countries bordering around are, are, are discriminating against people of color so that is why i picked that mm-hmm. particular tweet but then it had to do have to do the research to look at why she tweeted this and, and right Poland, kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, so oh, yes, yeah, so yeah. it's very sad state of affairs that even in horror we've we're we're you know we're well not... we still and we still there's still an issue. Well, there was a firm uh, solicitors firm in London last night tweeted that there was a, an issue with Ukrainians trying to sort of uh, seek refuge in the UK, which I think obviously the Home Office has got to do a bit of urgent work on, and I may already be behind that behind on that story as it is because they will they will be forced to you know the government this government does actually i know it's hard to believe but uh, even john mcdonald has said this that if this government does actually make concessions because they they are found to be wanting and on the run so often that i think they've actually got used to having uh, having to give some ground so hopefully that will be something that they sort out um i think we might just about let's just see what we haven't um covered yet uh, and then we can sort of do you do you speak up if you've seen a tweet that we haven't t- covered? Uh, I think, uh, yeah. Well, actually, there's Chris. Yeah, actually, I think the last one that we need to cover takes us all the way back to royal family. It's uh, comedian Chris Cahoe uh, tweeting: "Worth remembering, the royal family bring in a lot of tourists, much like Jeffrey Epstein." Gosh, this seems like it seems like the old days, really. I know. It was only uh, last <laughs> week or so. 
Uh, although it does say the 15th, this is the day after uh, Valentine's Day, inappropriately for this, but um, it's, it, yeah, it's quite, it technically qualifies as an old tweet, but I think, well, I think we'll allow it. Um, I mean, I just sort of wade into that area of who's quite relieved the news has shifted focus so heavily. It's all like yeah. Prince Andrew and Boris are probably just like taking a breath at this moment now that they're not dominating the headlines, much like anyone connected with the Epstein story. Yeah, I think Prince Andrew just relieved about World War Three. <laughs> well, he certainly put it off long enough. So I tell you something, they've managed to triangulate uh, that between everyone. It's quite it's quite the sort of admin skills, isn't it? It's a bit like... Uh, Is he going to go over and fight and try and win his medals back? Has he signed up? I mean, that's I the know. kind of thing that was... Yeah, that's... Well, yeah. You remember, you remember in the, the Godfather when Freddie, like, um, he says, uh, like, Look, don't touch Freddie until like mother mother's dead. So I think Prince Andrew, he ain't gonna be around. <laughs> if the Queen, if the Queen goes, something's not gonna, you know, because she that's his fav- that's her favorite son allegedly, isn't it? She's helping him pay off his pay pay off to um, Gillette. Take his money. See yeah, when there's siblings I mean, I'm kind involved. Of she didn't go, for, but then I I can understand. I mean, it's horrible being under that spotlight that is so intense taking on such a big thing i can understand why she might have like kind of not gone to court um but it's a shame that she didn't because he he could have been good to expose men like him so what have we got here uh is this is not one of your did you not choose this one who chose this oh yeah i did i did choose this one yes yes (laughs) i did choose this one because it was uh, yeah uh so as as many of my tweets know i inherited this is sarah and co Sarah and Co. 3. Um, as many of my tweets know, I inherited a house I didn't know, sorry Sarah, uh, last year and let it to a family of Afghan refugees for a nominal sum. This morning, the dad came round. He asked if a Ukrainian family made it to the UK, have I got permission to put them up? I know what it's like. That is humanity. I said yes. And that is quite nice. That's a nice, nice story. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. That's a positive note to end on, it's got to be said. Um, right, so uh, we we did it. We got through all the tweets. Wow, okay. amazing, <laughs> amazing. That doesn't often happen. Uh, should we, we should have some kind of special sort of horn or make some noise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, every time we do a tweet, next time I'm gonna have to ring a bell. Um, so ding, that ding, ding, ding. that's the end of the show. Um, so uh, what we'd like to do is ask our guests uh, what they would like to to plug. So where can we see you live or or doing anything else for that matter that you would like to shout about? If you want to stalk me anywhere, just just type in Stella Graham into Google because I'm on all the things. Um, Twitter, you will mostly get the the retweets. I'm on all the things. (laughs) Um, Instagram, Facebook. I've got StellaGraham.com as the website. You can can find out about all my nonsense there. I think next um, festival I'll be at will be the Brighton Fringe and some other bits and pieces in between that. How was the Leicester Festival for you? Oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved doing the Leicester Festival yeah, because it's, lovely, it's close it? close to home as well. So I have to double it up with visits to family because I'm from Coventry originally. So got to go and visit mum and my siblings and everyone. So no, it was a really good time. Oh, that's lovely. What about you, Don? Well, I haven't updated my gig list since the pandemic. So if you want to see me live, you have to build a time machine. So uh, <laughs> no, I've updated my website. Go to www.donbeerscomedy.com. The usual sources, obviously, Twitter, Instagram, and I'm on TikTok as well. Give me a follow there. I'm trying to figure that out for the first time. So yeah. Wow, look at oh, you down with see, the kids. Yeah, can I just say we've seen on your um on your Twitter, political comedians seem to have 30 minutes special on Radio Four. You want yeah. to tell us a little bit about that? Has that been out yet? No, I'm going to film it next week. Uh, um, not next week. Next, well, in April. Uh, at the uh, Frog and Bucket Manchester, and it's me growing up with learning difficulties coming from an Indian family and how it shaped my politics. So, uh, just me doing 30 minutes of gags talking about that. So, hopefully, yeah. Oh, look I'm out so for excited that. for you, Don. That's, that's Thank you very much. I urge Thank everybody you. to tune in. Um, it's always uh, lovely to see both perform live. Do catch them. Definitely. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, so what else? Before we go, um, I also I've got SC1 Comedy running this Thursday, um, Thursday night in near London Bridge, which Don has played before, which is fantastic. We've it's got a brilliant night. Absolutely brilliant night. I recommend it. That's what I like to hear. Didn't even have to pay Don to say that. We've got... It's a great night. It's a brilliant. Uh, 
and the great thing about it is the pub's nice as well so great food as well too it's a, it's a lot it's a lovely space and then we've got uh sean mclaughlin faye tracy ben pope and david mills joining us this week uh very so nice good, good old lineup um and Stila, we've mentioned the cottage but we should you should plug the cottage. Oh, yes, really. the cottage is, uh, we just had one, which is an awesome one. It's always a great night. It's got 16th anniversary on oh, Friday, the 25th of March. We've got uh, a special guest, uh, a host for the comic release special, which is Annabelle Giles, who actually was in the first live uh, comic relief show that was on TV many, many, many years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, so oh, she's brilliant. Really got link, she's got a link to it already. And we've got Carrie Marks, who in my mind is one of the best. <sighs> It's just absolutely amazing. Why yeah, is not more famous? Um, and, I, and, and you know, I will be doing some controversial stuff tomorrow. I should be doing GB News tomorrow evening, uh, Andrew, Andrew Doyle's headliners show, which is uh, comedians from all political spectrums uh, reviewing the news, the next day's news. Uh, and that's tomorrow at 11 o'clock and 11 o'clock every night where you will see mostly, it has to be said, lefty comedians on a right wing <laughs> channel. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> horror. If only you'd been here the week that we discussed that, but never mind. Oh, um, <laughs> it was fine. It was a safe space for all. Um, so obviously you can follow us uh, at LKT Zoom and please, of course, go to YouTube where this show will be uh, streaming and available to watch after afterwards. And also there'll be clips of the show, which we'll be putting out this week. Uh, and that would be fantastic. Uh, all our sort of details are scrolling above our heads as well, because we've got a little ticker that uh, people on zoom might be able to see but people watching will so if you've joined us tonight through youtube or facebook or twitch or however you are seeing this we thank you very much for doing that uh, and all that remains to say is for us to wave goodbye to our streamers thanks very night, much everybody. Guys. Night, night. thank you Cheers. we hope you enjoyed listening to the show please do check out the other podcasts in the series if you go to our website www.letskilltwitter.com you'll find all our previous shows listed and you can find links to the YouTube versions as well as audio files. If you'd like to support our work you can do via buymeacoffee.com. If you go to their website you'll find a Let's Kill Twitter page set up for donations. But anything you can do is much appreciated. A like, a follow, a recommendation to a friend, it all counts. Once again, thanks for listening. We hope to be in your ears again very soon.